purples are your creative, intuitive rebels. They create, they crave change. They love artistic outlets. So a lot of actors and actresses, musicians, artists, and a lot of us, honestly, a lot of people are purple. These are people that can't handle a nine to five job either. So if you find yourself quitting all the time and you're like, what? Another job is just a band-aid. You just, you just need change is the thing. Welcome to today's podcast episode. This is a conversation with psychic to the stars, Mystic Michaela. Michaela is a fourth generation psychic medium, but her true passion is guiding people through spirit to live their own authentic lives. I came across Michaela in one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to, Girls Gotta Eat. It's a podcast I've been listening to for years. And I've heard Michaela on their podcast twice, and I just had this impulse that I had to reach out to her and have her as a guest on the pod. So maybe there is someone listening right now who really, in fact, I'm sure that there are many people listening right now who really needed this inroad into understanding their own aura and understanding the people around themselves for whatever reason. I just feel like when an impulse like that drops in, there's usually a reason for it. And so I invited Michaela to join me for a podcast episode. I was so incredibly excited. We had a few tech issues at the start, but we got there. We chat about everything to do with auras that I guess we could fit into this recording time. We talk about what an aura is, how we can actually work out what our own aura is and the people around us. We talk about the different types of auras. Something that I really like about the whole aura and color approach is for me, it just makes a lot of sense. And I think for some people, you know, maybe you'll read the word aura or you'll be listening to this introduction and you just want to put it in the woo woo bin and think, oh, it's not something I'm interested in. And I hear you. I understand you. I appreciate science backed topics as well. But the more I spoke to Michaela and the more I listened to Michaela via her podcast as well, which is called Know Your Aura, I just can't help but draw the parallels between knowing your aura and knowing your belief systems and just knowing who you are at a core level, even if you take away the spirituality and the woo-woo-ness of it all. The way Michaela explains it, it's like, oh yes, okay, right, sometimes we kind of like muddy our own energy because we're carrying around other people's beliefs. And it's just a very relatable and accessible approach, I think. And given that we live in such a busy um, time of life with so many things making bids for our attention and distracting us, I love that Michaela is spreading this message and, you know, fighting the good fight of like, no, no, actually embrace who you are authentically and who you are at your core. And so I loved, 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 loved chatting with Michaela. As mentioned, we talk about what auras are, how you can uncover your own, how you can live to your strengths, how you can work out the people around you 
what their own energy signatures are and what it even really means. Michaela, pretty early on in our conversation, has me covered. And I will say, I had such a visceral reaction when she was explaining my aura type. We talk about how to strengthen our own intuition and psychic abilities and signs from the universe and so much more. So let's get into my conversation with Mystic Michaela. Just quickly, a word from today's sponsors. Unless, of course, you're one of our Venti members. In that case, there are no ads and your episode is about to keep playing. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Michaela, I've been so excited to speak with you. I've been listening to your podcast, so I feel like I know you. Thank you so much for having me. I've been listening to your podcast too, actually, and I feel like I know you as well. And I just love how you're, you have that kind of energy where I feel like we share something similar with our, with our approach to podcasting. With, I'm talking to people as if they're with me, and I feel like you do the same, the same thing. I thought you were going to say, as in we both have technical issues. Well, that too. Listeners don't know that we've just spent 10 minutes trying to sort it out. <laughs> but we really got to know each other well. <laughs> I know, I'm a little bit clammy from that. I was like, it has to work. It has to work. But we're here. Yes. And I'm so glad. And I think the most obvious place to begin with is asking you the question, Michaela, what exactly is an aura? Can you explain what it means to us? Yeah. So an aura is, you can think of it as like your energy signature. We all have a unique signature and we all have a unique energy signature. They're all individual. Um, There are about nine aura colors. Most people have a combination of two. Um, And if you understand your aura, which is like your energy, again, your energy signature, your vibe, kind of that energy that's authentic to you, understanding it and understanding that this is part of who you are can really help you live life more authentically in every facet and, you know, working out and being motivated and how you communicate, how you can feel connected to somebody, what career you choose, what makes you tick. All these things really can be traced back to your energy, your aura, your energy signature, your vibe. It's kind of like your personality type. And it's something that you're born, you're born with, and it just grows and it changes and it morphs just like we all do throughout our life and our spiritual evolution. And they don't just show us like who we are. They also can show us what energies we may require to feel more comfortable. So some of us are more um, of a giving nature and understanding that and understanding that's part of our vibration. We can understand where we can get the most out of that, where we can make connections with people that Um, give back to us and not just take all the time. So there's lots of different ways, innumerable ways to discover it and play with it and, and see and see where you can take it from there. 
And so when you are looking at someone, Michaela, you actually see a color around them, don't you? That's how you came up with the whole color concept. Yes. My whole life, I've seen colors around people. I didn't know what it meant. Um, It was something that I didn't really, I thought it was normal, just like smelling to me. Just it's, I don't even know when it started because it's just always been part of me. Um, I didn't talk about it because I didn't, I thought everybody could do it actually (laughs) until you get older and then you're like, oh, wait a second. Other people don't do that. It's it's kind of the same thing I, when I found out a lot of people don't visualize. Like if I say roller coaster, some people don't see it immediately in their mind, you know? Yeah, I've even heard recently about how some people don't have like that internal monologue. And I can't imagine that because I'm like, I'm like, like always running same. a monologue. And yeah. I- and, and you hear this about people. I mean, I don't know how you don't talk to yourself all day. I talked. So everyone's different. So I just thought it was normal, but it was normal for me. But I wanted to be normal. I didn't I never wanted to stand out. And I definitely didn't want any stigma that came with it. And I didn't even honestly know what to do with it. It was just something that I used myself to navigate relationships like, oh, Red people are a little intense and purple people are fun, you know, just for myself. I went to school to be a teacher and I was teaching uh, middle school Spanish. So that's like 11, 12, 13 year olds. I was teaching them Spanish. And I was like, hey, wait a second. As a teacher in a professional setting, I noticed the colors that I was seeing around the kids actually helped me connect with them and, and teach and differentiate um, instruction. So like yellow yellow aura kids needed more grammar and maybe purple aura kids, they wanted to, they they were the ones that would wanted to stand up and do kind of like in the restaurant reenactment with language or something. So I would kind of motivate my own lessons around the colors of the kids. Um, But then what happened was, see, kids are kids. So they're very authentic. That's their vibe. And, you know, if you know kids, they're a hundred percent themselves. What would happen was, the parent, you know, we would start having problems with kids, which is normal in school. And we'd have a conference and the parents would come in and I'm like, why are they wearing colors that aren't theirs? Kind of like, like if you put an ugly sweater (laughs) over yourself, they were wearing different colors, like different energy colors over them. And I realized there is so, and that's what I now call inauthentic auras, but there is so much more going on with the aura than just how I can move my classroom around with it because it's really about who you are, how you best connect with yourself. And I noticed that a lot of people, a lot of happiness stems from when we live life the way we think we're supposed to live or the way we've been told is correct or, or even little things. Some people just aren't super neat and tidy and like purple people aren't super neat and tidy. Yellow people are a little more neat and tidy, you know? So if you're kind of raised a certain way and you were told, no, you're lazy just because you're your closet's not super organized, that that can really become an agreement that sticks with you and is inaccurate and shapes you and and becomes part of you. So little things like that. And um, long story short, I just was kind of outgrowing being a teacher because this, I can't say to somebody, hey, you're, you're treating your blue kid like they're yellow. And that's a problem. You know, I couldn't say that in that context. And here I am. I also imagine just in the school system as well, it's a system that is designed for like one archetype in a way. And so I can imagine for you particularly trying to tailor everything to different personalities, different aura colors, that would be really frustrating because you're like, I literally cannot help you as 
a yellow when we're working with a green system or whatever it might be. A hundred percent. Like a lot of times green, like green orchids. So green orchids are usually really, um, they'll learn a lot about something they're interested in. So they will focus, they'll sit there, they'll learn it front to back, back to front. Like, you know, they would love to even learn extended stuff on it if they're interested in it. If they're not, they don't care because, you know, they're, they're saying, well, I'm not going to use this. This isn't for me. Well, in the institution of a school, you can't do it that way. You have to sit and you have to learn things that you don't want to. And, and sometimes I would notice with green aura kids are like, I don't want to do it, you know, and, and then they'd get labeled or they'd get in trouble or, or it would be a whole, again, agreement put on them that isn't true, but they might internalize. And, you know, it was sad. It was sad. So I saw that a lot. And so when an agreement is put on someone, it murkies their true aura. Is that right? Like it's like a puts a shadow or just maybe dilutes it. Yes, it's it's something that you think is true and you embraced it in a, in a part of your psyche that's so subconscious that it can pop up as you grow in different ways. And you can sometimes even harm yourself in, in an attempt to punish yourself subconsciously about it. You can make choices because you don't feel worthy for better things. So you choose things that are more in line with how you feel you should be treated. Um, I see a lot of that. And I'll, the thing is, is I'll see it in an aura color. So when I look at somebody, I notice like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'll see cracks in their aura and I'll see something underneath or I'll see like little shells or parts of themselves in there. And it's easy for me to see it. But my passion is teaching everyone how to, how to do this. Cause you don't have to see colors to read auras. It's simply just vibes. And the more aware you are of your own emotional response to other people, the easier it is to read an aura because every single color has a vibration. So you can pick up, I'm sure all your listeners can understand this and you can understand this, that you can pick up when somebody's a little sensitive or you can pick up when there's a topic somebody may, might not want to go there and you just feel it. And a lot of us are saying, oh, that's just a social cue or whatever. No, it's it, Yes, and it's also energy. You're picking up someone's wound or you're picking up something that you feel like you have to tiptoe around or there's a wall there. I just see all that in color, but you're feeling it. So it's it's something that we all can, we're all doing it anyways, but with more awareness, you can do it to help others and, and help yourself too. Yeah, it's so true because there's often that, almost indescribable sensation of like, oh, I just don't like that person or, oh, I know that I like that person. It's like you can just intuit, oh, there's something within that other person that's, you know, like me and I like that and I want to spend more time around that. And then other people, you'll just be like, no, thank you. And you have that impulse to turn away. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just the vibe that you the people give off and, and you pick up. And depending how you are too, you can pick up something that perhaps reminds you of you know, another relationship. So a lot of these things I see in aura color, sometimes I'll see certain aura colors align and they get along really well. So like reds and yellows sometimes can bump heads, for example, but purples really get along with reds. So you can have different reactions to different aura colors. And you can notice like, once you start paying attention, you're like, oh my gosh, like I have a type and they're red auras or whatever. Or my, my girlfriends are always yellow. Or you can always start noticing the energies you go towards are probably a certain aura color over and over and over again. 
or the ones that you push away from are probably oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that reminds me of my mum or, you know, whatever it might be. Then you go, oh, no thanks. But I bet that a lot of people listening are kind of wondering how to even begin classifying themselves or the people around them. Would you mind giving us a bit of a rundown of the colors and what they mean? Absolutely. So there's five main aura colors and four kind of offshoots. Um, so there's the five main are red, blue, yellow, green, and purple. So red are like direct, assertive, take charge leaders, natural instincts. These people are usually in management or they're entrepreneurs or they work as like uh, protective personnel. So I'll see like police officers or, or fire people, whatnot. Blues are naturally empathic, sensitive people, compassionate, thoughtful caregivers. These are your teachers, your therapists, nurses, um, yellows are organized, curious, um, very focused on self-improvement. Uh, they love honest, direct communication. These are your, sometimes it has all sorts of uh, real estate agents, sometimes interior designers, administrators, th things of that nature. So organized. Purples are your creative, intuitive rebels. They create, they crave change. They love artistic outlets. So a lot of actors and actresses, musicians, artists. And a lot of us, honestly, a lot of people are purple. These are people that can't handle a nine to five job either. So if you find yourself quitting all the time and you're like, what? Another job is just a band-aid. You just, you just need change is the thing. Greens are your logical, intellectual, detail-oriented thinkers. I call them like engineer brains. So they're real good with Connecting the dots and putting together IKEA furniture. They <laughs> love friends while they put together their IKEA flat pack. <laughs> you got it. You understand the green. Um, and then there's like turquoises, indigos, pinks, and oranges. But you're a turquoise, so we have to talk about turquoises Whoa. because turquoises are rare. So I'm actually really excited to get to talk to you. Um, compassionate, like old soul healers who mirror others to show other people their own wounds as so they can have the opportunity to heal them. And we got to talk about this because like, man, um, do you mind if I go into your aura? Cause it's. No, you just gave me head to toe goosebumps. <sighs> and it's funny, Michaela, cause I, and my partner said to me last night, he goes, don't ruin it for yourself. But last night I was trying to work out who is what, like in our, in our family. Cause I've been listening so much. And I'm like, I think this person's that and da, 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 da. And I kept saying, I'm pretty sure I'm a blue. I'm pretty sure I'm a blue, but I would never be a nurse. I'm like, I, I know I could never be a nurse, but I think I'm a blue. And then when you just said turquoise, I was like, oh, like full body shivers. Oh my gosh. That means you got like spirit tingles, I call them. I love that. Um, yeah. So turquoise is like blue, but turquoise is different. So I, so here's the thing. So to understand the turquoise aura, you have to understand what a mirror does. So when we look in the mirror, the mirror shows us, oh, I have spinach in my teeth or my hair is looking this way today or whatever. So some people don't like what they see in the mirror and they get mad at the mirror and they can't handle it. So they punch the mirror. That's like a big dramatic scene in a lot of movies. When someone's a turquoise aura, they're the mirror for other people. So a lot of times like they, they're just there and they're just trying to help you. Like, hey, you got metaphorical spinach in your teeth or whatever. And people that can't handle it punch you, you know? So it's, it's like, you're not the reflection. You're the thing that holds the reflection, but people can really 
not understand that and confuse it and project the things they don't like about themselves upon you as a turquoise. See this all, and turquoises are such, um, they're, they're fluid and, and beautiful energies who will put themselves in vulnerable positions over and over and over again because the feeling is, I want to help you. If, you, if I trigger you somehow, guess what? This is an opportunity for you to, to maybe fix that boo-boo in, in, your, in your soul. And I'm a mom, so I just said boo-boo. I don't know why I said that. I fix that wound in your soul. And you can come back and maybe, but you know, the, the payment or the payback is sometimes people, a lot of people don't get it and they just continue to attack. Um, so, so I see a lot of her and I see yellow sparkles on you too, which is just kind of like curiosity and inspiration. And you have this fluid energy side of you, but then somehow you focus it and you stratify it and you create, you create avenues for it to go. And it's like you organize all of this. So, but no, yeah, it's a beautiful aura. Oh, well, thank you. I'm nodding along because I'm like, that all makes so much sense, particularly when you're explaining the mirror and the trigger. And in relationships, I've definitely experienced that. And for some people, it's just, you just can't go any further because you get to a point where it's like, they're just not willing to go any further with that. And it really does take someone who's willing to work on themselves and own those triggers. But yeah, I, yeah. I mean, not that you need me to tell you that you're right, but you're right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I just, um, being turquoise, I have a turquoise, my nine-year-old's turquoise, actually. So I've learned a lot about turquoises from my own turquoise. There's not a lot of you. It's, it's hard to find a lot of turquoises. But when I do see one, they tend to be in positions where identity can be a bit of a struggle sometimes like who am I what am I because the absorbency level and by the way if you're blue if you're indigo and um blue indigo turquoise have the hardest time with this but turquoise for sure it's hard to have like boundaries so uh I call it empath aura stuff but being turquoise it's like the least amount of energetic boundaries you can have so it's just a walking sponge and you're constantly picking up all sorts of things from other people. Differentiating it is the skill that we all have to learn when we pick up. So other people's thoughts, feelings, emotions, judgments, you can pick up as if they're your own. And learning how to differentiate it is the work. Um, but you have yellow, so it's a nice kind of, uh, like I said, yellow is like the little checklist organizer, like, hmm, like study or observer. You can take a step back and look, and, and that can assist you. But, you know. So for our listeners, they can actually jump onto your website, can't they? And they can complete a questionnaire to work out in more depth what aura color they're in, right? Yes, on knowyouraura.com, I have a quiz. It's a short little quiz. You can take it. What? What sort of questions do you ask to actually help someone work out their color? So I have found that your aura is in the details. So it can be very, it can be, you have to kind of understand and really think. It's only a 10 question quiz, but you have to be in a space where you're going to take time to take it. So because the questions, you know, we walk into a room and this is going on. How do you feel? And really putting yourself not and and also questions that make you think, 
what do I feel, not what do other people perceive? Because that's a difference because you're more than likely, we all do, we kind of put on a bit of a, a mask when we go out into the world and we interact with people. And it also depends, are we around our families? We might act one way. Are we around our friends? We might act another way. So it's definitely what you feel in yourself. So a lot of questions that have to do with that. Um, and also, just to simplify it 100%, I often find that your favorite color as a kid is probably your aura color for the most part. I don't know if turquoise works with that, but like I will, what was yours? Well, I'm nodding along because I had such an affection and such an obsession with turquoise, like turquoise jewelry, like anything like that, that was a bit bohemian when I was a kid, I was definitely drawn to. So that's funny. And that, was that. that was one of my questions was like, are yellows attracted to yellow? Like, is that how it works? Yeah, they really are. I mean, I find, especially think of yourself as a kid, you know, I, I, what was my favorite or what was my favorite color as a child? What, and also what did I, I tell people when they take the quiz, kind of put yourself also in 16 year old you instead of current you. So what music did you listen to? What clothing did you wear? What, what color did you really prefer? Um, and sometimes with different aura color people, they will, like, for example, purple auras sometimes love red lipstick, but they like attention. So that's kind of the the go-between with it. But yeah, that's funny. I, it's funny you say bohemian because turquoises, I always joke, they're the ones at the upcycling stores or they're like, let's not get a new desk. Let's paint this one, you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah thrifting. Yeah, we'll put, put a fresh coat of like, yeah. And I can remember doing that only now that you've said that. I had just such a clear memory of painting a white like bedside table turquoise, of course, thinking it was very shabby, <laughs> chic, and very cool of me. But just listening to you even talk about taking the quiz, Michaela, I think is so fascinating. And I think it will be such a helpful inroad for so many of our listeners, particularly those that do have children, because we get so far down on the priority list that you do forget what you actually like and what makes you special and what makes you unique. So I love this idea of sitting down and completing these 10 questions and also the importance of being really honest with those answers and that's kind of front of my mind because I know one of the questions you ask people sometimes to think about is about what motivates you like what is your motivation and there's this you know I'll speak on my own behalf when I hear that question there's an answer that I want to give like I want to say to you oh what motivates me is helping people and doing the right thing. And there's definitely part of that. But when I really, really think about that question, I think that the honest answer for me is feeling good oh. is my motivator. Mm-hmm. And there's part of me that's like, oh, that's, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's <laughs> great, but it's my truth. And I think just actually allowing yourself to go deep and actually navel gaze and answer those questions honestly not from how you are in relation to someone else or how you think people perceive you, like you said. You absolutely hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And I, and that's so beautiful that you could like, you could say that in such a vulnerable way because it's such a, a lovely role model for others to do the same. Like when you ask me that question, what motivates me, I would say making the people I love happy, which is not 
the thing I'm supposed to say, you know, according to I'm a woman and I'm supposed to, uh, I don't know, but that's the people I love are so important to me, keeping them safe and making them happy like that is, but I'm indigo. So that tends to be an indigo trait. Indigos are just very absorbing empaths who cohabit space with other people, but I'm more understanding than I do it and kind of loners a little bit. So to me, so to me, that is a really good question for, for people to ask themselves. Yeah. What does motivate you? I also ask things on there. Like, what's your favorite workout? If you're going to work out some people like a lot of blue auras, they're like walking the dog. Like if I had to do something or if you're yellow, sometimes it's a little more structured. They want structure. Or if you're red, it's like, I want to hit the weights hard. So little things like that, your aura really does show up in, like I said, the details, but then remembering not doing what everybody thinks you should doing the thing that truly does make your heart spark, which you don't even have to believe any of this. That's, I tell this to people all the time. Like you don't not if you don't believe it just has to resonate with you, you know, forget the colors, forget anything spiritual or anything like this, asking yourself the question, well, what does make me happy? And actually listening to the answer. If you can do that, that's amazing growth. And that's an amazing connection with self that a lot of our world does not allow time for. That's why I like auras too. And, and all of this. I'm so glad that we're talking about the motivation piece because it's a question I get a lot. I'll get messages from women saying, how do you stay motivated to work out from home? And I'll always say, if I had to go into a boot camp or a yoga class, I wouldn't do it. I do it because that's what I love. Like I know from my blueprint, this is how I love to train. So I think for anyone listening who is having that difficulty with establishing habits or motivation, actually start here and unpack and discover these different personality types and different aura colors and then use them to your own um, strengths. It's true. I tell people you can't do something like somebody else. So how you can be really inspired by somebody and think to yourself, okay, be, I'm inspired by their motivation. I'm inspired by their inspiration. What's mine? And then go from there. It's going to look different. I just actually talked about this recently um, about how every aura color does get motivated enough to work out because, you know, it was the new year and that's what everybody thinks they have to do. And then people go zero to 60, you know, from cake and fudge to, okay, I'm eating this much and I'm going to work out. I'm going to take, it's like, don't, you're setting yourself up to just feel terrible about yourself. Don't do that. You have to connect with it with love. So you're right. Um, you do it the way that works for you, you know, being at home suits you with me because I'm indigo and I don't like talking to people when I'm at the gym, I'll put in my music and I just kind of, or my podcasts. And that's my time with myself that I get to listen for an hour while I'm just doing whatever I do mindlessly. So you have to find the thing that works for you. And then once people uncover their own aura colors, I imagine that's when you can start being a bit more aware of the people around you. As I said, like I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, I think that, you know, my son's this color or that color. And I think it does start to make you think more about like tailoring, I guess, the way that you interact with different aura colors. And that's the best part of what I do. When I, when I see people get into it and they start learning about it, I'll get messages from people saying, you know, I always thought my mom was critical 
But now I understand that, and maybe she is, you know, but now I also understand perhaps she is very uh, yellow and yellow people have a hard time, who are very yellow, have a hard time not seeing stains on your shirt. Or their way of saying I love you is, oh, you know, fix your hair or uh, you're wearing those shoes with those pants. And I'm not saying that that's a nice way to talk to people, but it's perhaps now they understand like, oh, she just can't unnotice details and she's trying to help me this way. Um, so it, it helps you kind of understand intention too. Some people are the way they are with not always putting a nasty intention behind it. Their intention might be, I want to connect with you, but I use this way. And auras can be a way to understand and differentiate intention from action in healthy places where you can kind of eye roll it and move on. Not take it as personally. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Is it common for siblings to have similar aura colors? That's a great question. I, so what I notice is, what I truly feel is you're born whatever you are. It's like, a Skittles bag <laughs> and you like what you, get. you get what you get and and ever and so sometimes you're very shaped by your your parents um and you can kind of wear their colors for a while and you can take on their traits and it does affect you and shape you but you're at the end of the day yourself so I don't feel like there's a genetic component siblings are usually honestly pretty different I notice because they're dealing with it in different ways and then depending on birth order, but, and then also just who's more emotionally mature, you know, that can, that can shape it too. And if you're more independent or if you're a little more needy and mom connected to needy and dad connected to independent, you can kind of pick up different uh, traits of auras. And then you can, cause I'll see people wanting um, a partner the same as the parent they connected best to the same aura color so I see just people, I call it like speaking the oral language. So you could be turquoise yellow, but you speak green really well. So it's like, I just, I just speak green. So I know I connect with them really well. Or I understand that. My husband jokes that he speaks indigo because I'm indigo. So he knows how to speak indigo now, which is, I take everything personal. And he has to like, so when you meet somebody like me, he's like, oh, they must be indigo. So everything I say, they're going to feel bad about, you know, so he just, it, it helps you communicate for sure. But no, siblings aren't usually the same. Are there aura colors that just do not work well together that you're just like, oh, this is just not a good mix? Yeah, I would say like, so most people have to be either two empath colors. So most people are two colors. So you're either two empath colors. So you're a combo of blue, purple, turquoise, indigo, and some combination. Or you have a lot, what I call a logic color. So that's like the red, yellow, green, orange with an empath color. Everyone has at least one empath color. Having said that, 
reds and yellows, like a red partner and a yellow partner. Not that it doesn't work, but that one's hard. I would say that's the hardest because yellows are organized. They like minutiae. They enjoy um, the steps and the processes to things, and they like being in control. Reds definitely like being in control. They don't like to be reminded if they did something incorrectly, and they don't enjoy somebody reminding them of their own schedule or whatnot. So they can kind of bump heads a bit just because they're both independent in charge types. Um, but it, of course, it always depends on the relationship and how it works. Makes sense. Yeah. You are a fourth generation psychic. In terms of your psychic abilities, how do they come through to you? Is it similar to the colors? Is it a visual thing? Is it a, a feeling? So being psychic, it's, it's, I say everybody has the ability to be psychic. It's linked to, as simple as I can make it, it's very much linked to who you already are. So how you pick up emotions and how you feel things in your five senses even, and how you feel things emotionally, a lot of times uh, can fall back once we develop them into full-blown psychic gifts. So for example, with myself, I always would just see things in my third eye, which for me is a place in between my imagination and my actual physical sight. So I can tell the difference. Now I've worked on it long enough that I can tell the difference between my imagination and something that I'm getting that's that's in my third eyesight. Um, for me, I get a lot of that. So I'll see things in my third eye around people. And then it's also in my emotional uh, sense. So I will start to pick up what other people feel 100% on top of me, including physical ailments and physical symptoms. So uh, like just today I was doing a reading and my hip started hurting and I'm like, oh, and I just knew it was her because I caught at this point I'm so used to it and I've been working with it so long. I call it something, um, I call it my shadow pain. So I said, I have, you know, a shadow pain in my hip and her hip was bothering her. And as soon as I said it, it went away on me. So I'll get it that way. But you all, everyone listening has the same thing going on. You probably just think it's normal to you. So paying attention to how do I feel emotionally around someone, doing a little check before you hang out with somebody and during and then after. You will get a full-blown reading about that person just by checking yourself thoroughly, emotionally and physically before and after. You'll know what's going on with them. Yeah, because so often we might spend time with someone and you leave and you think, oh, that person just drains the life out of me but then you don't give it much more thought like you might say oh that's just how that person is and so what you're saying is that sensation of being like oh I feel drained that's actually your intuition your psychic ability giving you feedback yes and if somebody's open to talking with you about it um let's say it's somebody close to you and you're like okay let's let's dive let's talk I feel really drained when I walk in your kitchen and I'm, my heart hurts and I'm feeling really you know, separate from myself and my, my, I feel disconnected from my emotions. Does that resonate with you? And if they're open to it and, and they're vulnerable, they're like, yeah, I'm going through this. And then you might get something like what's going on with your husband or what's going on. You know, you might start picking up stuff on them and just, it's like, it's like picking up, it's like unraveling a sweater. It's like hanging onto a thread and just pulling it. The more they let you, the more you can do it. And 
it's it's an exchange of energy between two people. So obviously the other person has to be complicit and they, they have to want this and be okay with it and give you their consent. I feel like that helps a lot, pull the thread. And it's also with the intention of, I see you. We all need this validation. And validating somebody saying, I see you is so healing and is so powerful. And it's just, um, and I feel like that's the real gift of, being psychic and tapping into that, you're doing something for them. Like I'm seeing you with my whole body, with my soul, and I'm giving you back this. Does that make sense? And then being able to process it in a different way. Um, But little things too. I always say, check your five senses for psychic gifts. Some people have a really good nose for things. You're probably clairalient, which means psychic smelling. So if you ever just smell flowers or you smell, hey, it smells like grandma's perfume, but she's been passed. You know, smelling things can can be a psychic gift. And usually it's people that are already good at smelling things or you can taste things. So it pops up in other senses as well. And if you are vulnerable to other people's energies more so than other people, or maybe you have trouble with boundaries, as I was nodding before when you were describing me, I definitely take on other people's energy. And I think that there's like a bit of codependency that happens. And I often think like, I try to explain it to my kids. And I guess for myself as well, I think of our family and I'm like, all of us have our own weather systems. And I have to remind myself often not to get caught up in, you know, my kids' weather systems or my partner's weather system. And I do find it really hard to put boundaries in place and be like, oh, that's their anxiety or that's their low mood. I do take it on. So just personally and selfishly, I'd love to know what I can do to kind of not take that stuff on as much. That's a great way to describe it. I That's way better than the way I usually describe it. I call it like if you were lifting <laughs> like, like trash heaps. Like if somebody was a trash heap and they, and you were like, they were covered in trash and you couldn't, you're like, how do I not smell you? You know, like that's the big, that's it. That's, so yours is much better. So the weather system, I like that better. That's nicer. Here's the deal. You can't not feel it. So, and you don't want to not feel it. That's what makes you such a wonderful mother and, and somebody that they feel validated from. And, and they know that you can, it's really comes with, you don't have to own it. And it's also asking yourself, why do I feel the need to solve everything? Is that because I'll, I don't feel safe unless everything's the same, you know, and then you have to go back to your own stuff. Or is that because um, I feel if they're not happy all the time, I, I'm internalizing that as I am not good that too. And also the thirdly, you can say, you know, I'm taking on so much. This is too much for me to hold. So you're, you can't not feel it and you don't want to not feel it because that's what makes you you. So everyone listening, because I hear that all the time. How do I turn this off? It's like, well, you can't. Um, you do have to understand that when people go through their weather system, they're allowed to and they feel safe enough to go through it with you, which is really, really special. And I tell this to moms all the time, like that your kids feel safe enough to have their own storm in the house with you means that they don't feel like they're going to be attacked or unloved or cast out. The kids that have none of that, those are the ones you have to worry about because it's like, why do you feel? And and I think a lot of us maybe who grew up in, in homes where we weren't allowed to express because it made somebody else too triggered or it made somebody it made us feel like we wouldn't be welcome in, in the space. 
know that you allowing your kids to be completely different, that's great. You know, that means that they're safe, but it's hard. It's very hard because you have to tell yourself, I don't own it. I don't own it. And I'm here if you need me and I, I validate you and I'm here if you need me. But I, and then you have to take breaks because especially you, because like turquoises, it's just you can't not be involved in it. It's, it's, it's just so part of you. <laughs> <Body thing. laughs> yeah. And then you probably, cause you're a turquoise, you might start getting in the same mood as them a little yes, bit. That happens to me. And that's why I have to remind myself. And that's why I started using that term weather system, because I was like, oh, I can like see a little hurricane around you and I'm getting <laughs> caught up in it. And when I'm doing that, I'm not being responsible because I'm not able to respond well. So that's why I literally think to myself, oh, you've got a storm happening and I want to respond to you. So I can't get caught up in that. But it is, it's all of this mental gymnastics that I think like, oh, surely, surely this is too much. That's fun. That's so funny. I mean, I can't, I think it'd be fun to have a turquoise mom because, you know, the kids might <laughs> like just because your, your, your kids are of the age where they would totally notice it. And so you can give it back to them like, oh, you want to see what you're being like? <laughs> I can do that to you. And then they might just think it's hysterical, you know, or not. <laughs> but it's funny. That's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if people have a loved one who has crossed over and they're really struggling with grief um, and the pain and the loss, how do you recommend people connect with their loved so, one? That's, uh, yeah. It's so hard because it's like such a hole in you when they go Um, and it never fills. You have to learn how to live around it. Um, I tell people, well, first of all, people on the other side, there is, I mean, I guess you have to take my word for it. There's something after this. I know that. I I know that with my whole heart. Um, I personally don't, I don't want to die, but I do not fear death because of what I do. And they're, they're people and they come through. And when they come through to you, they come through usually with emotions, again, with the emotions. So feeling like you're missing somebody isn't something you have to shut down. It's something you can lean into because that is a channel in which they can enter. And it's really painful sometimes to remember those who we've lost because a lot of us have other feelings. Our egos want to take us away from the connection by creating a feeling of guilt or a feeling of, Oh, I should have, could have, would have, or, or I should have done this or that last Christmas, I should have done that. Or so we have this ability and that's just our ego selves, which is our human selves trying to disconnect from our soul self. So understanding that those feelings have their place, but we have to lean into emotions. I always say, uh, look for, it's, it's cliche as this sounds, they do come through with signs and not feeling silly about seeing them allows them to come through more. So little things like if you see their birthday on a license plate or something and you just, oh, hi, hi mom. Uh, or, you know, just lean into that. And I always say risk versus reward. So you feel silly. Who cares? Because the thing is, is that energy allows them to come in easier. Just like think about in a relationship, it's easier to talk to somebody who's open to it. than you want to say more. It's the same thing with people on the other side. It requires a lot of energy to come through. So making it easier just by accepting anything allows for more and more and more to come through. And that's when 
you hear some people, they have the dreams and the signs and the crazy things happen to them and the experiences. It's because they just, they just blow with it. Um, but I, it, it, they know certain things like, I'm not saying get a tattoo, but tattoos really do help like touchstone tattoos. Like if you, if you get a tattoo for somebody or wearing a piece of jewelry is a wonderful way to connect. There's something about metal. They can really connect with that and come through that way. And also assigning them some sort of symbol or sign. So if you feel like you're disconnected from somebody who's passed, be like, you know what, you're going to be, I don't know, a swan or something. Like pick something that's meaningful to you. Then every time you see that, just say, hey, hey, dad, or, or however this works for you and, and see what happens with that. So those are my suggestions for connecting better. Thank you. I think that will be really helpful for a lot of, a lot of our listeners. It's hard. So hard. You have a book that is available for everyone to get their hands on. Can you tell us a little bit about your book, please? Yes, I wrote my book. It's called What's My Aura? There's an even more in-depth quiz, like many pages of that quiz in there. And, you, and, and I wrote it from, it was like really from my heart. So I see colors around people and I my life's work is to make you understand how to do it too. And I put all that knowledge into the book. And also, um, I'm, I, because I live and breathe this and deal with it all the time, I feel this need to personify each aura color. So it's really easy to identify them. And I put just a lot of that information in there and just different aspects of your life where to, you can apply it like family and love and career and, and even your personal style and and whatnot. It was just a labor of love. And I'm just very excited that it's, that it it exists out there. Do you also have in your book references to other people that are each like aura color? Cause I know that on social media, you're so great at identifying like, Oh, that celebrity is a yellow. And I think that's really helpful because you know, like you'd be like, Oh, Taylor Swift is this or that. And it's like, Oh yeah, I see that. Like you can sort of start to kind of get more of a well-rounded picture, I think, of things. That's why I do it. Like, you know, not only do I enjoy staying at home and watching copious amounts of reality television, but but also I'm like, this is a great learning tool because it's true. Not my, my husband's like, oh, celebrities, you know, but I'm like, but they're great because they're out there and we all kind of know them and know a bit about them versus your Aunt Martha. So it's easier to pick somebody we all know as, exactly. So in my book, I try to do that. I talk about each aura color in specific context. So like this is orange or every chapter has like, for example, auras in career. So then I go through reds in career, you know, blues in careers, greens in careers. You can pick up even just from reading that, like, oh my gosh, that's my dad. Or, oh my gosh, that's, sometimes it's a lot easier to read other people before yourself. I will say that. And, but that was my point. I just, the immersive experience where, oh my gosh, like that sounds like me. And hopefully what that does is it sparks in you this love for yourself. A lot of the times we push away the best parts of us and the people that love you know those parts so well. And I, hope that when you kind of learn about your aura, you start to love those parts too. And and you own them and you give them a big hug and you put them on display and you talk about them differently. Uh, That's my favorite part of what I do too. Once people get into it, they start to embrace their quirks and the things that they used to think were 
negative about themselves are like, actually, it's a really positive thing. You know, for, you know, for example, purples, like I was saying, quit jobs all the time, but <laughs> they're really good at adapting in due situations. And they can really make decisions on the fly and they can really operate in chaos pretty well. They're very flexible. So there's always an upside. So I try to highlight that. I think my partner has to be purple. I'm pretty sure that's what I had written down on my list. I was like, yeah, that's Brendan all over. He's a purple person. I was looking at him on, on Instagram before this, uh, you know, and I was like, and he's so purple, like okay. he's purple and he's got a little, he's, he's got a little indigo and he's got a little green. So he's like, I call it tricolors are a whole thing. Um, <laughs> I believe you, sis. I believe you. The uh, tricolors, it's like, or is 2.0, but of course that's your partner. <laughs> but it's a good thing. They're just so like, whatever, cool. Every idea is a great idea, but he's got green in there so he can like wrangle you all in. <laughs> like, all right, this, I'm putting my foot down. We're making choices today. And you're like, okay, does he do that? Yeah, it's so funny that you say that because that's kind of a recent development. We've been together for two years and I would say in the last couple of months, we've had a massive growth period back to that mirror thing. Like probably six months ago, it was this breakthrough of like, oh, like this is what needs to happen. Like, bit, you know, won't go into it too much here. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Off mic, absolutely. But particularly in the last six months as well, I've seen that come through with with me because I get really um, overwhelmed and I get, I'll get decision fatigue and I get to the point where I'm like, I don't even know which way is up, let alone making a decision right now because I've made 4,000 decisions today. And he's just started leaning into going, oh, this is where I can step in and make decisions. Whereas before that, he's very much always been like, I will never tell you what to do or step in, which is beautiful and also sometimes unfamiliar to me. But yeah, I've really noticed that lately. Like, so when you say little bits of green coming through, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. I think that that, that and that's that's a great thing about green auras and a partner. They can make you feel uh, stable and safe at times when you really need that, and they can have a very linear mindset about about practical things. So he can be like, you know what, this is the car, this is the auto insurance we're going to get, and um, this is it we're done. Like I, or this is what we're having for dinner tonight and I'm cooking it and this is it. And it's like, thank you. <laughs> you know, just thank you. And they just, they'll, they'll, if you give them the reins and you say, you do you and I'll show up, they're fine. But he's purple too. So I love that he can operate in, cause life is fun and life is busy and, and he can probably roll with it. And that's a great quality. Yeah, he is. He's very, very fun. I know that our listeners are going to be dying for more information. So I will put the link for the book in our show notes, also for your Instagram, because I know I love having you in my feed and also for your podcast. You have so many episodes. They're also interesting. As I said, I've had you in my ears, particularly over the last week. So links to everything are in the show notes, but is there anything else you want our listeners to know? I just want... Your listeners to know there is so much love in the universe for them exactly how they are and in all the spaces that perhaps they don't feel so comfortable with a light shown upon them. I want them to think about those spaces in particular because they're really special. I want them to know that. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> and I'm just so thankful you had me on. I really appreciate you, Kylie, and I, and I just love your vulnerability and 
I just love what you do for people. It's it's such a healing thing and refreshing to have somebody just be so themselves and, and allow other people the comfortability to do the same. So I appreciate you and I'm, I'm grateful for being here today. Thank you so much. All of those links are in the show notes. I can't wait to hear from our listeners as they uncover what aura they have, what their children are, who their partners are, co-workers and beyond. So again, thank you so much. Before you run away, I just wanted to quickly let you know that we have opened up our subscriber episodes and we're giving you free access to these episodes for seven days. So if you want more from the podcast, if you want to go on a deeper dive in a specific topic, if you love food for thought solo episodes and you just want a little bit more this week, you can access those episodes for seven days for a completely free trial period. Have a look through the titles of the episode, see if there's anything that jumps out to you. And if you want more, simply click the link in the bio, sign up. You'll have all of those episodes plus the normal episodes completely ad free as well. I know that the podcasts I subscribe to, that's the thing I love the most. I love knowing that there's no ads that I have to skip because I often just have my AirPods in and I'm away from my phone and I don't want to have to worry about it. And it feels good to support podcasts that I love. So that seven day free trial is live right now for a very limited time only. And it's super simple to sign up. Simply follow the prompts. It will take you less than 10 seconds to subscribe for that free seven-day period. All of the details are in our show notes. Today's podcast episode was recorded on the land of the Bunjalung Nation. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.